So one day I was teaching this person and it was time for them to write their first song. And their biggest fear was, what if I write something that's awful? And I said, assume that it's going to be terrible and then make it anyway and then do that again. Hi, buddies from Dandelion Studios. My name is Joey Helpish and this is What the Helpish, episode three, Make Something Terrible. What the what the what the what the hellfish? What the what the what the what the hellfish? What the what the what the what the hellfish? What the what the what the what the hellfish? Look, for me, the root of all evil is not money, and it's not the love of money. It's perfectionism. You show me almost any problem ever in the world, and I will show you roots of perfectionism, from white supremacy, to imposter syndrome, to self-esteem issues. It all has roots in this fucked up idea of perfectionism. Behind every single victim of abuse is a perfectionist pulling on the noose. I think it's time that we really let loose, learn to be ourselves and break on through. Behind every single victim of abuse is a perfectionist pulling on the noose. I think it's time that we really let loose, learn to be ourselves and break on through. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you don't have to do the same old shit and be the same old bitch Having the same old fits in the same old ditch, you can write those hits your own way Hallelujah, hallelujah, you don't have to do the same old shit and be the same old bitch Having the same old fits in the same old ditch, you can write those hits your own way Behind every single victim of abuse is a perfectionist pulling on the noose I think it's time that we really let loose, learn to be ourselves and break on through Behind every single victim of abuse is a perfectionist pulling on the noose I think it's time that we really let loose, learn to be ourselves and break on through Look, nobody ever thought themselves into making something amazing, and yet it, it seems like so many people have like tricked themselves into thinking that that's a fucking thing. I think, I think, well, I think I do this too, and I think we get stuck on this whole idea of like I gotta make something great, something fantastic, and something impactful. But first, you have to fucking make something. Every one of those great things, those pieces of art, those impactful pieces of content. God, I hate that word, but I guess we're here now. That didn't just happen. Nobody just talked themselves into it. They didn't just like think about it really hard for a really long time. And then they just like did it and it was magic. Look, art is magic, but there's no such thing as magic art. Same thing goes with creativity and almost anything that we create or do. It doesn't just happen. It happens because you do it. You do more shit because you do more shit. So if you want to write that book, write about wanting to write the book. Write literally fucking anything. Assume it's going to be terrible and then do it anyway. And then do it again and do it again and do it again. That's how you get to good. If you want to make a blanket, make a napkin first or a rag. Make a bunch of them. If you want to be a producer, make a bunch of tiny little beats, like a hundred of them. Write a hundred pieces of shit, tiny little songs. Then you're a songwriter. Your identity comes from action. Identity without action is just made up shit. You can say you're a writer all you want, but are you writing? 
every fucking day, then you're not a writer if the answer is no. You're a thinker. And look, being a thinker is cool. There are times when you just have to sit and be a thinker. But don't get it twisted. Thinking is not creativity. Creativity requires action. You gotta make something terrible and then do it again. Make something terrible and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Make it a habit and then do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Make something terrible and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Make it a habit and then do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Listen. We need to talk about perfectionism and how it's getting in the way of all the goals that we've been setting, letting in all the stress and anxiety. Look at all the problems that it's caused. Society, probably. Now, wait, definitely. The reason that lately it's been really getting to me is that in my soul I know the spirit is worse when we're vibing on the flow of creativity. And in reality, the soul gets suffocated in normality. Well, it's such a fallacy, you're gonna get it perfect. Perfectionism is the quickest way to quit. Now that's it, that's the thing, that's the stuff Only way to make it good enough Is to find a process that you love Make it anyway, even if it sucks Make something terrible and do it again Do it again, do it again Make it a habit and then do it again Do it again, do it again Make something terrible and do it again Do it again, do it again Make it a habit and then do it again do it again. Okay, so let's talk about one time when I actually put this into practice. I was thinking about how can I model this behavior of make something terrible, right? I can't do it with music. That ship sailed a long time ago. I mean, I, I think I still make pretty awful music sometimes, but I'm in it. I'm doing it. It's been a habit for decades, right? And so what's something that I've always talked about wanting to do that I haven't done yet? I always wanted to write a book, right? Everybody everybody says that, uh, and myself included. So every day after breakfast, I started writing. So this is one part of the building habit thing, right? Um, is scheduling. For some people, they need to schedule one hour and you either sit there and you either do nothing or write or whatever the thing is. Um, for me, the scheduling thing didn't really work and I have found that do it before or after something, um, with a lot of students, uh, we do this thing called verse journaling where you just write like four lines in verse that rhyme every day about whatever. And for younger students, it's usually like in the evening before video games, right? Or for working adults, it might be if they're working from home, it might be like after breakfast before they start working. So that's what I did every day after breakfast. I just wrote something. I just like wrote the stream of consciousness about whatever. And eventually after a few days, what I would do is start with a title, just a title that just would pop in my head and then just write something related to that title. That's kind of how I make podcasts now. And so I just write uh, for like 20 minutes and, and they're just these little things. I post them on the socials and everything and people like them for some reason and people find them helpful. It's just me being helpish. And then I thought as I was going through it, it really became a habit. It was happening every day. I, was ha I had a page or two every day. And so I started looking at minimums. What's the minimum amount of pages that I can put out into a book? How can I just make a book happen that I can hold into my hands? And so you can buy 
What the Helpish, Volume 1, on Amazon. You can buy it. It's a print book. It'll come to your house. And on the back is the most important thing. That's the next part of this make something terrible thing is creating expectations. Usually, when you get a book, there's a blurb on the back that kind of tells you like who it's for and tries to get you to read the book. The back of my first book tells you who it's not for and why you shouldn't bother reading this book. This was at a time when I was really rejecting a lot of things that were just not working in my life and making shit worse. I'm going through a similar thing right now. This sort of emotional and social spring cleaning. And right on the back of that book, it says, if you're a perfectionist and you like that about yourself, you should go read something else. If you're one of those people where you get really bothered by grammar, if you would like that to change about you, then um, then maybe, maybe you should read the book. But if you are happy with that, you like being a grammar Nazi or whatever the kids are saying these days, this isn't for you because I misspell things sometimes on purpose just to fuck with you. I'm a big uh, fan and follower of this guy, Seth Godin, and there's two parts of this thing that he says about how you build culture. One is people like us do things like this. It's really helped me. But then the other part is shun non-believers. Shun the non-believers. Hey, shun the non-believers. You don't have to please everybody. Shun the non-believers. Shun the non-believers. Hey, shun the non-believers. You don't have to please everybody. Shun the non-believers. Shun the non-believers. Hey, shun the non-believers. You don't have to please everybody. Shun the non-believers. Shun the non-believers. Hey, shun the non-believers. You don't have to please everybody. Shun the non-believers. Look, I'm not talking about stoning motherfuckers or like outcasting them from society or whatever. I'm talking about don't sweat it, man. Just like move on. Just uh, block them if you gotta. Like just don't waste your time. Don't just don't let them in. The other part about that is the way you find your community, right? People like us do things like this. Shun the non believers is this part. It's really like I'm still sort of growing and learning what that means for me. But here's the thing. It's about enrollment. Back in the day, there was this app called MySpace. And I think a lot of musicians or like creatives definitely had this time. And people still do this. I still see young artists do this a lot where where I would just like spam. I just spam links, right? I still do it to like friends I know appreciate it. Um, but it's not very much and it's not... It's more intentional. Um, it's like, hey, I know you like this, buddy. Check out a thing I did. Um, but I would just try to like catch people. And in, in marketing, especially like creative marketing, it's so weird that people still think that this works. It fucking doesn't. It just damages your brand um, when you just go try to interrupt what people are doing and say, hey, look at the thing. Look at the thing I did. Look at this. Check this out. Hey, look, I made a thing. Hey, look, I made a thing. Please stop what the fuck you're doing and look at a fucking thing. Hey, look, I made a thing. Hey, look, I made a thing. Please stop what the fuck you're doing and look at a fucking thing. Look, uh, we as a society have been talking about consent a whole bunch, and I, I love us for that. I love that for us. 
consent has a, a close cousin, which is called enrollment. In social media and the stuff, enrollment usually looks something like a follow, although um, I feel like followers are less and less relevant. I think that with like the algorithm and how things are going, look, I made a thing is becoming popular because disruption is effective for um, getting some money out of marketing, but it's ultimately uh, social media shooting itself in the foot. I don't want you to shoot yourself in the foot. I want you to show up and give people an opportunity to enroll in what the fuck you're doing. Look, this week, um, I'm going to be spending a lot of time just letting people know that this podcast exists and there's a, there's a line, right? And so I'll be figuring out how to go about that, especially when it comes to like PMs to buddies and shit. So what you want, what you really want is, Hey, when's the next thing coming? Eventually this podcast, what the help ish will expand from these 20 minute episodes. I mean, maybe they might be more or less, but eventually this will include all the things I make. So if you want to, Hey, look, I made a thing. It's all going to be here. This idea started because I make too many things. And my friend was like, I can't keep up with all the things. I wish there was just one place. I wish you just like release it all in one thing each week. And sometimes it was a little bit of stuff. Sometimes it was a lot of stuff, but for someone who makes shit every day, it's hard for her to keep up. And podcasts feel like, like the last vestige of, of like algorithm free, uh, enrollment. I, I consume a lot of podcasts and I do it two ways. One, um, it's just absolute enrollment where I, uh, subscribe to somebody and I get a little ding ding every week when a new episode drops. That is how, that is in my opinion, the best way to do long form content to get that little ding ding them remember rss feeds they still kind of exist but big corporations are trying to take them away from you like they've taken away everything including creativity because oh boy oh boy this is a this is a long song that has been sung for so many centuries those in power they don't like it when you're creative on your own terms they don't like make something terrible make something terrible is, is, is real bad for business. When wax cylinders and like recording stuff and like gramophones and that sort of thing came out, you could record on them. Um, and, or there was like professional studios, there's this whole mom and pop industry. And most of the consumption of early recordings were home recordings. And then a bunch of car dealerships got together and they made this thing called the record industry. And they were like, hey, uh, guys that make the things that play the records, can you stop? Can you stop letting people record their own shit, please? And can we just model this after like what they did in Europe? In Europe, they started um, this whole sheet music industry. And they're like, the only music that matters is music that's written down. And we'll put all these barriers so that um, you have to have like a lot of free time and a lot of connections and wealth in order to participate in this industry. Because, you know, when we let those poor folk, uh, you know, make art and distribute it, it always kind of fucks with us a little bit. So can we not do that? And then that's what happened. In fact, every time there's some revolution, 
and distributing creativity and information, there's always usually these uh, kind of rich white guys that are like, yeah, let's kind of just try to not do that. Okay. Cause I like, I like how I'm living. I just don't want a repeat of that one time when the printing press came out and then like a whole bunch of rich white people lost their heads and shit. That was weird. Perfectionists don't like it when creative communication becomes democratized. They tend to lose their heads when we come together past all the lies. Perfectionists don't like it when creative communication becomes democratized. They tend to lose their heads when we come together past all the lies. This podcast is brought to you by Intellectual Property. Intellectual Property. We ran out of land to colonize, so now we're colonizing your mind and thoughts and concepts. We will probably copyright farts next. Order. Order in the court, please. The court will now hear the case of Flagual Visions versus Joey Helpish. Prosecution. Your Honor, the defense has violated the copyright of my client. They copied the exact copywritten flagellant patterns that my client has copywritten. We're seeking damages of ten bajillion dollars. Defense, what do you have to say for yourself? What a bunch of shit. Dad jokes, dad jokes, what a really stupid dad joke. Look, here's the thing. You've been lied to, and a core part of your humanity has been stolen from you. Our brains evolved to get this artistic, creative sensitivity uh, right away. It's a, it's a deep part of being a human, of communicating. Things like painting and drawing and singing and arranging things. These are core to our humanity. And since I'm a musician, we're just going to focus on music, but this is true of everything creative, okay? There was this global competition and Europeans won and they colonized the whole fucking planet. And they started this thing, this idea that I believe is one of the most damaging things fucking ever. And that is the idea of a performer and an audience. And that evolved to creator and consumer. And left to our own devices, humanity as a whole, we don't vibe like that. We are creative and community driven. That's why every single fucking time a new communications technology comes out, the first thing we do is start remixing each other's shit and doing stuff that the big higher-ups, the colonizers, don't want us to do. And their next step is, try to, is to try to figure out a way to stop us from doing that. And one of the most successful ways that they have come up with of getting us to stop doing that is this idea of creators and consumers, of a performer and an audience. And look, it's a cool thing, like going to a show as an audience member and just watching something um, and not being involved with it. That is a great experience to have every once in a while. It's no way to run a fucking society. It is, in fact, a way to kind of fucking ruin one. And it's, it's been successful, so successful that we are participating in our own sort of soullessness. We haven't just drank the Kool-Aid, we have convinced ourselves that it's water. 
that the Kool-Aid is the only way to survive. And so now, so many of us think that in order to create, we have to create something good or something that people will want to consume. No, that is not the point of creation. The point of creation is to have a well-regulated spirit. That's the fucking point. The point is not the fucking product or the content. The point is the process. The process is very good for you. The creative and artistic process is a must-do for humanity. Humans that don't participate in this, they're suffering. It's needed. It's what we want to do pretty much as soon as we come out the womb and start being able to function as a human. We want to make shit. We want to reinvent the world. We want to express our feelings. And then as we move through society, we are told over and over again, you can only do that if you meet these criteria and you do it for an audience. Fucking audience, do it for yourself. Express your feelings. Because when we don't express our feelings, they become secrets. And secrets make us sick. When we don't express our feelings, they become secrets and secrets. Make us sick When we don't express our feelings They become secrets And secrets make us sick Hey buddy, thanks for hanging out with me for a, a little moment And I... I hope you make something. I hope you make something terrible. I hope you make something great. I just hope you make something. I have a Discord. It's called the Buddy Brigade. I also have a little school thing called Dandyland Studios, um, where I do coaching starting at 50 bucks a month for weekly sessions. And we also have some stuff starting at 5 bucks a month through Patreon that's like group song therapy. The link is in the description of this podcast. And on that website, there's just a number that you can hit me up with my the Dandyland number, 503-389-0476. For right now, this podcast is coming out on Sundays. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Please tell a buddy about it, and I hope you have a badass day, and I love you.